Well, good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Champ We Are United podcast, and this is episode 53. We'll be at episode 100 before we know it, lads. And talking of lads, let's introduce them both. First of all, in the studio, not in the studio, it's Matt. Good evening, Matt. Hi, Go. How are you doing? I'm very well. I've had a lovely day. Thank you very much for asking. And I didn't also, ask. <laughs> how was your day, Go? I don't care now. Okay. Uh, so yeah, and also hello to Simo. How are you? I go. I'm good. Thank you very much. I've had a lovely day, Ta. <laughs> I thought I would. I thought I'd best not ask. <laughs> <laughs> so let's uh, let's do the running order, shall we? Because for once, I've got the introductions correct, haven't I? Which is a miracle for me lately. It's <laughs> uh, a good start. Ron, what were you going to say? You said it's a good start. I know. So, running order, yeah? Yes. Okie dokie. So, first of all, we will have Matt, who will be giving us some feedback from episode 52, uh, where we had the wonderful guest, Tangent Paul, on, otherwise known as Paul Richardson, who's on the Roy the Rovers Facebook page. Um, and then we'll have a very brief preview about the next episode, which is going to be a massive We Are United special. And we're really looking forward to that one. So we'll preview that and tell you what's going to be going on within that episode. And then it's on to what we're calling the Roy of the Rover special, where, first of all, Matt will be discussing what, Matt, you tell us. I'm going to be talking about the controversial time where Roy moved from Melchester Rovers to Walford Rovers. Ooh, looking forward to that. You both know how big a Walford Rovers fan I am. Uh, then uh, we will have um, my section, which is looking at the Roy the Rovers hotshot first issue, where hotshot, Gary Lineker's hotshot, merged into Roy the Rovers. So I will be looking at that. And then we'll have a little bit of a discussion about the new Roy the Rovers compilation book that came out recently and uh, and then that'll be that and we'll move on to the uh, addresses and and probably have fallen asleep after a couple of impressions of Ronnie Corbett so that's what we're doing and I'm looking forward to this one so let's start shall we oh I thought we'd started already with Matt over to you Matt Thank you, Goal. Thank you. Yes. And so, so some feedback from the last episode, which was what a couple of weeks ago. So 52. Um, so really good feedback. Um, obviously, like you said, um, Paul was there going off at tangents, which we absolutely love, by the way. Um, we do that all the time anyway. Otherwise, we, I don't think we'd actually get a full hour if we didn't go off in tangents, would we? Um, we call him Tangent Paul now, don't we? Tangent Paul. And um, yeah, we've got some really good feedback. Adrian Lord, um, who regularly comments on the um, Roy the Rovers 40 years after page, really enjoyed it. And um, Wesley Mendy, just put a shout out to Wesley as well, who thought it was an excellent episode. Um, yeah, just listening to Paul and his stories about his collection and how he got into comics. It was a, it was a, <clears throat> it was a really good one. So um, yeah, that was the feedback from last episode. What I got from, from those posts is uh, how it resonated with everybody. Um, you know, just how we collect our memories and things like that. And uh, it, it made me go out and get uh, one of the things I, I was missing, which we'll talk about um, 
when when we talk about the new Roy the Rovers release recently. But yeah, that's what I got from that. But it was enjoyable oh, because lots of people could resonate with it. And talking about nicknames, of course, mustn't forget that you know you might be thinking, hang on, Simo's not got a section. Well, Simo is what we call a voice of reason, Simo. I should be sectioned. That's my that's my section. Oh dear, dear dear. He's out for tonight. Just for tonight. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. On, on, on day release. Release. It's weekend, isn't it? Weekend release. Yeah. <laughs> Take yeah. it on the ankle. I, I um actually I will briefly mention what I was going to say because it, uh, I I managed to get hold of that match of the the day annual with the final oh, yeah. episode in, which was quite yeah. emotional actually. <coughs> it really is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I think Paul's touched on it. And when he's speaking about it, is that the storylines um, at that time were just probably a little bit more um, older, slightly older than um, you know the, the heyday, I guess, what we're going to cover when we're looking at like, when Roy goes to Walford. And yeah, definitely when Mill Park was destroyed, it was um, yeah, really poignant. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that sort of make, it reinstigated my passion. I'm already trying to get hold of the matches of the day issues, but. But, uh, you know, I really want to fill my gaps. Now I've got the final episode, so to speak. You know, it was like, ah, oh, there's no more after that. Yeah, I know. I know. Anyway, as you were. All right. What was I were? Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> what was I were? What was I? What was I? You're Santa, you're from Devon then. Was I were? Oh, God. Do you know any teams from the Devon area? You think you're Do I know any Devon? teams from the Devon area? No. No. Okay. All right. Good. <laughs> oh yeah, Plymouth are gormless. <laughs> Go on, uh, take the other one as well. Go on. <laughs> you want me to? Wow. You want me to say the other one, don't you? Go on, man. Yeah, you got to now, aren't you? All right. If you've got any kids listening, take them out of the room now. Ready? <laughs> Excretia shitty. <laughs> <laughs> And Talk United. Honestly, no, I have no, I've got no bad um, feelings towards either of them. It's just a joke, to be honest, apart from Exeter. (laughs) Brilliant. And and Talk United. Well, we can normally talk as well then. Oh, oh, you've cut me to the quick. Oh, (laughs) that's not even funny. Oh, hang on. Before divisions of Torquay, I would never have believed it myself. Wow. Don't like you anymore. Yeah. What are you drinking, Simo? Oh, oh, there's a can there. We're on the hard stuff, look. Oh, what's that? Pepsi. Pepsi. Is it yeah. Pepsi Max? Oh, living the dream. God, yeah. Go for that. Crate of that. There, there are other uh, products out there. I did get some feedback from a previous podcast. But the more interesting who... thing is, is I've, I've got a woman in here. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> what? What are you sleeping with, Simo? That's that's the um, that's a, that's a new one. Yeah, she's she dog rough. <laughs> Thank you for interrupting my train of thought, there, Simo. <laughs> my joke's not going to be funny now because it's two and a half minutes after what I was going to say. So move on. It's- Go on, mate. Carry 
I mean, yes. Yeah, so I, I was saying we got I got some feedback from someone who so they were continually laughing when we were product placing, uh, you know, mentioning Ribena and stuff like that. And, you know, don't mention any trademark of uh, uh, Ribena. You have to have listened to the episode to understand what the bloody hell I'm going on about. But hey. It'd be a bit like the one with was it Euro ninety six where all the England or was it no, it's oh, yeah. all the England players are trying to get stuff into the interviews and that. And yeah, to be fair, I certainly didn't notice it, and I'm no, sure a lot of people missed but in, it. Too. In hindsight, it was bloody brilliant. It was clever stuff. Anyway, blimey, how long have we been going for already? We haven't even started. I know, I know, and we've got a lot to go through. Um, <coughs> shall I go? Yeah, bye. Okay. So now it's uh, we're looking at a preview, aren't we, of uh, episode fifty-three. Oh uh, yeah, go on then. Yeah, yeah. Looking forward to this. And then once you start doing your bit, I will, I will have a, a cup of tea to get rid of my tickly cough. Yeah. So uh, next episode, which should be in two weeks, we'll see the return of Riddus. Looking forward to that. Simo will be here, voice of reason. Myself and Matt. And as I said, it's a We Are United special. And uh, we'll be having um, Simo doing the Master Champ Challenge about United, very much looking forward to that. I'll be looking at the United verse, as we've called it on our website, where we've been able to trace, well, the United verse back to the mid forties. So I'll do like a, a part one of that, starting with the forties and fifties. Ridders will be looking at the other Riverton teams that featured in the Football Picture Story monthlies. And also his new little project, uh, his database of all of the fixtures and results mm. and all of those other things. Um, and there'll be plenty of other things as well. Uh, so that will be our episode 54, the We're United special. I'm sure I've left something out, but that's what we're looking forward to. Excellent stuff. Yeah, looking forward to that one. Okay, it's time for, it's time for the Mary Whitehouse experience. Oh, I've just dated myself there. Oh, hang on, that sounded weird. No. Anyway, I, th I, th I think we've been. I think we were dated uh, about fifty-three episodes ago. So I don't think there's any, any, what, any no, worry we about were, that. We were dated in episode minus one. What? Maybe. We, we, maybe. We haven't finished episode fifty-three yet. And the way we're <laughs> going, we're not going to. Okay. Seriously, it's a Roy of the Rover special. Ta -ta. It's over to Matt. Matt. <laughs> Thank you, Joel. Um, yeah, so like I said, I'm going to go back over the story of when Roy moved from Melchester to Walford. It it takes it takes a bit of a while, so I don't know how long this is going to take. So strap yourself in. Um, the story actually started in in the comic in August '82. Went for the whole of the '82 '83 season and went into '83 '84 actually. Um, but I'm only going to go up to December '80. Free when um when actually we went back to to Melchester, but um how it how it actually started now for the guys on the screen I've got some copies of the actual comic here um I haven't got every single copy um because obviously we'll be here for absolutely days um but at the end of the eighty one eighty two season this is when obviously Melchester got promoted um and it started. 
the 82 83 season didn't start off too well because Vernon Elliott got injured. There was a bit of a pitch invasion. Um, so he gets he gets injured early on. And quite a few of the other players get injured as well. So it's a bit of a dodgy start to the season. Charlie Carter gets injured. Mervyn Wallace gets injured. Um, so it's a bit of a dodgy start to the season. And, you know, Roy's a bit worried at the start of the season. Um, and and this and this this transfers through to the uh, the first the first game of the season, they actually lose four one. Um, so first game of the season, and Sam Barlow, the the chairman, he has an emergency board meeting, um, and at this time then they find then they find out Vernon Elliott actually isn't gonna, is never going to actually play it again. Um, but the emergency board room or board meeting, Sam says, look, we're worried about the injuries. We want to give you. A two million pound transfer kitty, so you know a lot of money back then in 1980 to two million pounds. But Roy doesn't want it. He turns it down, and he said he actually says he said I'd rather hand in my resignation because he, he had a lot of trust in the youth players um, kind of coming through. Um, so he 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 kind of turns that down, um, and he he brings in a few a few new players, not not new players, but he brings brings in Nat Gosden. So Nat Gosden comes in, um, Glenn Ritchie comes in, who's who's a bargain buyer, um, and Tubby Morton comes back as well. Good old Tubby Morton, um, and there's a picture there of of, of Tubby Morton um, coming back, um, and the the first the first game. Is um, actually do really well, um, Rovers. Um, but at the at the same time in the season, Roy is actually, you know, he's at home with the the twins, um, Roy and Melinda, and they've got the new baby Diane, and he's he's having a lot of trouble at home. So there's a there's lots of captions of like housework and the kids fighting indoors, and he's he's not getting a lot of sleep. And this this kind of culminates in him actually falling asleep in a boardroom meeting. Um, Shocking. And yeah, I know, I know, I know. They ask him about the, the redevelopment. There's going to be redevelopment at Mill Park, and uh, they look over to Roy. So Roy, what, what do you think? And he's asleep. He's asleep. There's a picture there on the on the screen. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Not very. It's not what you expect, is it? From a from a from a manager there oh. who kind of cares oh, about. Tell you what, voice of reason, Simo is nodding there. He's oh, he finds that disgraceful, don't you, Simo? Yeah, I can't believe it. Well, Mary, Mary expect- Sue Roy Race actually fell asleep. I mean, that's his superpowers are fading. Well, I know. I know. So, so he's having he's having a bit of trouble at home. He's tired. Then, then Vic Gutfrey, he super brat. He injures his ankle. So there's another injury. So all the problems are piling up. We're coming around now to December 1982, and then there's a famous cover um, oh, shot. Uh, Suzanne Dando. Suzanne Dando, yeah, Suzanne oh. Dando. And of course, oh, that's a I, and a half. <laughs> well, yeah, you you think that maybe for Roy, but just Penny, show that cover again. <laughs> I think I might have said on a previous podcast yeah, or on the you, forum that it's no surprise that. Something coming out of his sack. Yep, I was waiting for yes. that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're, you're, we were, very good. We were sitting there waiting. Goal. We, it was <laughs> yeah, like, it was, yeah. I was disappointed I, in you, actually. Do I beat him to it, or do I leave him and let him have that one? 
in the sweet in the sweet in the sweepstake before the podcast was recorded, Simo had five seconds. I had ten, but of it. But anyway, how many um, how many mentions of Ronnie Corbett did the sweepstake? Uh, did he pick out? Well, uh, that's only that's the first one. one. Small ones. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, so the famous um, Suzanne Dando cover, but Penny is not happy with with that. I don't know if you can see a grumpy Penny there. So this is really kind of breaking the fourth wall. You know, so Penny's not happy with her husband who's on the front cover of a comic. She's actually in herself with a gymnast. That is a um, bit weird, isn't it, really? <laughs> it's it's a bit fourth wall, isn't it? It's definitely breaking that down. So um yeah, so that's so that's so it's so again, pressure is kind of building up on on Roy at home and and, and away and and on the pitch so T- tubby morton is still in goal uh, but he's getting a, he's getting a lot of stick tubby morton well, he's still he's in goal because he can't move <laughs> but he's unlucky tubby he's, he's getting he's getting some bad press because goals are going in but it's not actually his fault um but uh, so roy's under pressure because he's playing tubby morton charlie carter he's now fit but everybody thinks charlie's going to come in but he doesn't. Roy sticks with with Tubby, and he actually goes on TV to to back Tubby. Um, Roy does, and whilst he's there, there's a, a, the last frame on the 29th of January 1983. There's a mysterious character holding a telephone. There, he's watching Roy on TV, and he's holding like a like a Onyx telephone. Onyx, like Onyx a banker and, in Deal or No Deal. Yeah, like an Onyx Gold, or the, you know, the guy out of um, Charlie's Angels, um, Charlie. You know, somebody you don't see, but clearly he's got money because who else had an Onyx phone? You know, I mean, everyone's got them nowadays, obviously. But I mean, back in 1982, an Onyx phone mean, meant that you were somebody. But anyway, he says, Roy is obviously at loggerheads with everyone at the club over Tubby Morton. I don't think there'll be a better time to entice him away from Melchester Rovers. Doof, 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 doof. That was obviously the Duduffs there. The Duduffs of Walford. The Duduffs, yeah, yeah, I know, I know. That was coming in. So anyway, next next week, um, or the next next time is again that everyone's having a go at Tubby. Um, somebody's actually left a walking stick in the dressing room saying, Here you go, old timer, you've earned it. Um and they're actually playing against Wolford, and the manager of, or the chairman of Wolford, Harvey Rawson, who was the fellow with the Onyx telephone, the rich person, he actually wanted to have a meeting with Roy. So Roy goes into his office, and Harvey says, "Look, maybe it's time for a change, Roy. How would you like to do a Melchester Wolford with the help of five million pounds?" <gasps> Five million pounds. I mean, Fly me. Five million pounds. One million dollars. <laughs> One million dollars. It is just like now, a for, for, for the benefit of the people listening, mostly everybody. What? <laughs> both of both Simo and Matt did their little finger to the mouth Doctor Evil impression there. So well five done million people. pounds, I know. And get this, a salary of Three thousand pounds a week. 
Wow, I know. Well, I mean, I know. It's a good job it wasn't set in Devon. It'll be like 23p and a couple of Cornish pasties. <laughs> and look, there he goes there. That's the last frame of that week. And you see Roy, is like, he's almost got whiplash. He's, his neck's turned around when he's heard the five million and three, three grand a week. He's like... Blimey, all... his head went round faster than the exorcist. <laughs> he's like, what the... F-? If You can just imagine WTF if it was... Uh... Yeah. If it was more of an adult mag. What did he say to you next then? Deal or no deal? <laughs> yeah. Actually, he's got a bit of a haircut, a bit like Noel Edmonds, hasn't he, really? Did neither of you hear my deal or no deal joke earlier? Uh, no, we probably did, but it just probably wasn't funny. Don't know. That joke is on the box. Thanks. <laughs> so so anyway, anyway, so the story kind of goes on for the next couple of weeks. Cut a long story short, Roy leaves. Um, there's there's quite a poignant um, I don't know if you see it there, but it's a poignant chat with he picks up his bags and Blackie, you know, all right, mate, yeah, I've got, I'm going to go. Sorry, mate. You know, Blackie's probably thinking, well, that's all right, I can have your job, so that's fine. That's true. Um, actually. <laughs> it is true. And then yeah, and then he turns out for Wolford Rovers, so that's him walking out for Wolford Rovers the first time there. Doesn't look doesn't look too happy, does he? No. Um, but it was iconic for me back then. My God, it was like, oh my God. Well, it was amazing. And actually... So go on, Simo. I started to imagine that's quite a big shock. You know, even you know, for people reading the strip that, you know, it's Roy of the Rovers, and then he's gone. It's like you couldn't get a bigger shock than that, could you? Really? Couldn't... Well, this is this is what many people have been saying. I know Rab Rab always, I think he, Rab used to say that. No, I think, and Paul was saying that's his, that's his favourite storyline as well. Um, that's the famous sign, please, when he moves to Iconic. Wolford Rovers on, on the screen there. But um, what, what is really interesting about this, and I, I never realised this until I went back over the story, was that you'd never actually find out what happens in the season. So you don't know where right. Melchester finished in 82, 83, because this is the end of the season now. When he goes to Wolford, oh, wow. this is this is May. You don't you don't know anything about Wolford get on Melchester in the in the league or the cups or anything like that. It's it's a really strange. So did that story more or less dominate the whole season then? The whole season. There were a couple of other side stories um, of players coming and going, but that's the whole the whole season was that, and there was no there was no all, kind of challenge for a cup or milk cup pitch stuff. Really. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. I suppose they probably felt. That the story previous, like in December '81, was when you know when he got shot. That was, mm. I, I guess, they thought so successful. That was off the pitch, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah. They, they kind of made made on this. Or yeah, yeah, maybe on something else outside the pitch and see how it goes down. But yeah. Well, and when, when was the famous billboard thing with Roy Race resigns on the cover? Um, I don't know if I've got that one here, but um, there's a Rovers revolt. Um, oh, yeah, no, that was on this one here. I'll go back. Roy Race resigns. That one there. Oh, blimey. See that one go. I mean, that's, that's huge. A great, that's, a great, that's a great front cover. That's the, that's the 30th April. Wow. No need to say any more than that, is there, really? I mean, it, that's it. Instant impact. As soon as you Imagine going, into, going into the news agent and like, what? <laughs> Yeah, especially if you've lived in Melchester. Especially yeah. if you haven't read a few months. If you, you know, for whatever reason, you've kind of not been keeping up with the story. Because obviously, if you've been following it week by week, you would see it coming. Yeah. 
But if you'd have been somebody that, for whatever reason, maybe couldn't get hold of it for a couple of months or whatever, that's going to be like, what's going on here? I know, like I know. Huge. So, so it was it was major at the time. I can I can remember being a bit uncomfortable about. It. You know, like people said it, they quite liked it. I, I I was always a bit uncomfortable about it. Maybe I just didn't like change. I don't know at that at that age, being twelve. But um, yeah. So I mean, he he he, he, he moves to the players. You do, you do. You 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 don't. Well, I suppose as a kid, you just think, well, where's this going? You're thinking, mm. yeah, I really like Duncan Mackay and Blackie. What's going to happen to them? You know, and yeah, you, you, you kind of think, well, it's like you just let your legs cut off, and it? it's like, what happens now? It's all these players yeah. you've got used to, you've got attached to, you kind of invested into it, and then it's like, it was a, where, I don't where, know. Gone? It was a tough time. I mean, I started I started playing truant at school. Um, I left home. You know, I went I went on the cruise ships around. You know, I mean. Actually, you know what? Thinking about it, everything went wrong from that t- that time onwards. <laughs> I can blame, yeah, Barry Tomlinson. But anyway, um, so anyway, so Car- does it every time. <laughs> so carrying carrying on the story anyway. So he's he's struggling a bit at Wolford because he's still checking on the Melchester score. There's a, there's a there's a, the first game he actually calls Taffy Taffy Morgan the trainer at half time to find out what the Rovers score is, you know, um, which is which is quite funny. Uh, Penny's not happy because she doesn't actually want to move to Wolford. No, we don't actually know where Wolford is. I, I guess we're thinking it could be London, but it's, it's quite it's a way London. away. I think Storky's done a map of where all the teams are, and I think he's got it as London. Right. Okay. So, yeah, that, that kind of makes sense. She goes off to Crete um, early on holiday. He's he's going to go, but then he remembers that it's Vernon Elliott's testimonial. I remember Vernon Elliott had to retire early on in the season. And the testimonial was... Is obviously it's going to be Melchester against a, an international eleven. So he's chose he's in the international eleven. So he plays um, against Melchester. Uh, at the same time, Blackie is announced as the new player manager of Melchester. Um, but there's there's banners up saying Rovers reject. You know he doesn't get a warm welcome. It's um, quite confusing when you think about it, really, because you've gone from Racy being in the famous red strip, red and yellow strip. Then yeah. a cover of him in blue, and now he's yeah. in green and white. Yeah, I know, I know. And I that's mean, this before the days of away kits being big things, you know. Yeah, you just had one change kit, didn't you? If there's a if there's a color clash, wasn't there? Yeah. Yeah. So um, and socks and the, pants. But the, he he can't score, which is quite interesting. He can't score against he can't score against them. Um, but eventually they, they go 3 0 up the international and they beat they beat um Melchester. Um but the fans start coming around and start cheering for Roy. Um and actually start saying come back Roy. Um and at the end of it, I don't know if you remember goal, but um those school kids come on the pitch with a big petition to say like come back, come back to Melchester Roy. Um but obviously he's still clashing with Sam Barlow. And Sam Barlow thinks that he he planted the um the demonstration. Um and Roy goes, well, that obviously wasn't me. So he storms out. So there's still a bit of friction there. Um, so it carries on. So now it's now August. Um, August 83. The story kind of carries on. It's, it's it, at one point, so it's, it's, this is the new season now. And they're saying they're doing a bit of comparison. Rob Richards was coming through at the time at Mel- Melchester. Oh, so of, I love Rob, Rob Richards. And so they're doing a bit of comparison between is he the new... Roy, that kind of thing. So, say, 
like you say in some of the, it carried on all year, but then there's a kind of, some other kind of subplots throughout. Um, and then, uh, then the famous time where Roy, with his new secretary, suddenly gets caught escorting her out. The famous Sandy Lewis. If you see that one on the screen, guys, do you remember yeah. that one, girl? Yeah. Uh, um, and obviously Penny, Penny gets, she finds out about that. Um, May I just come in there about uh, um, Rob Richards coming, coming through just before? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Go on. Go on. Of course, yeah, yeah. you mentioned it before that the, and you, you know, you just said about like, you know, well, what about Duncan Mackay and all of those? You know, this is weird. Where, where are they going to be? They did fill the gap of, of no Melchester over story with the apprentices. Uh, about the players coming through and that was where Rob Richards basically came through and yeah so that was a good little storyline The Apprentices it was yeah and it wasn't I can't remember it was another one it was a keeper called Donut I think so a keeper called Donut and there's, a, there's a, I can't remember the names of the others there's about four or five apprentices wasn't there that kept, yeah, kept the story I going think, yeah I think that would it, it be in uh, here the, did you say the goalkeeper was Donut yeah It'd be in here, actually. He was quite lucky, really, and most of the time when he played, he got the nickname Jammy Donut. Oh, brilliant. Wow. Uh, do you know yeah. what? I should be a scriptwriter. Come on. I'm, I'm, I'm more of a laugh than that. Come on. Um, that's the best I can do. Sorry. <laughs> it's very it's very good. Very good. So name but, them? I was, I, was, I, was, I was just going to glaze over that joke, but if you want to oh, kind of God. focus on oh, oh, yes. So can you see them there on the screen? These I'm showing the yeah. apprentices to the guys there. So yeah, you can see, um, them actually made a breakthrough into the team then? I think well, it's, it's uh, Rob really. It's Rob Richards, yeah. Gary Gunn was later, wasn't it? Might have been. Yeah, I think, yeah Gary Gunn was later. <laughs> but anyway. What, what, what are the names of the five we saw? Sorry. Yeah, so they've only, they've only got the first names. Um, so you've got Tim, Pete, Winston, Donut, and Rob. Oh. So, Fair yeah. anyway, anyway. How long did that story go on for then? Was it just a season or? Well, The Apprentices. Yeah. I think until. Until we're back to Melchester. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, at least people, at least like the youngsters were getting the Melchester Rover story, albeit from a youth angle. Right. So while he was at Walford, then there was very little in in the actual Roy the Rover story itself. That was very like, little touching on Melchester. Yeah. To Melchester. It was following Roy specifically. Yeah. 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 At Walford, yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so the season the season started quite well for Wolford. So Wolford are doing really well. Um Penny actually comes back, uh, has another fallout with Roy. Roy's game is affected by this. Um Henry Rawson, the chairman, spots it and has a word with him because he's a bit worried about it. Wolford then play Melbourne, you know, who are the, who are the big local rivals. Um, Melchester actually lose to a fourth division team in the, in the FA Cup. Um, and then the next game is Wolford actually play Melchester in the league. Roy misses the sitter. Um, Melchester go 1-0 up through Rob Richards. There's at half time, it's 1-0 it's to Melchester. Then Wolford get a penalty. Roy misses the penalty. Um, and he misses more chances, but they end up winning 2-1. Uh, Roy sets up the goals. So um, Rob uh, Rob was into the first team by then? then. Yeah, 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 as an 18-year-old. 
Yeah. Um, Sam Barlow has a, has a go at all the Melchers, the players, and storms out. Um, now, Henry Rawson sees this, the, the chairman of, of Walford, and he talks to Roy. And he, and he says, the, the reason why he thinks he can't, can't score against Melchester is, is because he has a kind of a, a, you know, mind block that he just can't score against Melchester. Um, and he says he thinks that Roy will never be able to score against Rovers. And Roy says, well, if he's right, then what, what use would he be to Wolford if he can never score against Melchester Rovers? Which is which is quite a weird thing to think about, really. You're only going to play him twice yeah. a year. Exactly. Yeah. What about all the other games? Yeah, I know. So anyway, well, you've got somebody well, banging well, in goals. You know, well, forty games of reason. Doesn't score for two matches in the season. Does he suddenly become a bad player? It's yeah, strange. But that that was that. I think that's how Roy kind of squared it with himself, saying, "Well, yeah." I'll be useless if I don't mental, but crazy anyway. But anyway, so th- th- then there's a sensation because Sam Barlow resigns from Melchester. So he's out of the way. So once Sam Barlow's out of the way, obviously then there's nothing to stop Roy coming back. Roy drives down to meet Penny, but Penny's already decided, actually, you know what, I'll, I'll give it a go. And she's going to actually drive to, to Wolford, but he stops her and meets her outside, of, actually outside a fish and chip shop on the um, motorway or something like that. Um, and they embrace, and it's it's a touching moment. But um, yeah, there he goes. He's back. He's back at um, Melchester on the third of December, nineteen. Well, welcome home. Welcome home, Roy. So they have so an first tour for the manager coming back. Yes, a special. Hmm. Yeah. Um, with the kids there, um, and that's it. And then yeah, he has a bit of a. He has a chat with Blackie, you know, obviously a bit sad about Blackie. And he goes, uh, Blackie, I uh, don't quite know what to say. You must feel cheated somehow. And Blackie goes, yeah, too fucking right I do. No, he actually doesn't say that. He says, oh, actually, yeah. he says, he says, not, he says, not really. <laughs> the fact is, I've been finding out how hard the job actually is. So yeah. I'm really pleased for you to come back. Oh, or what? as you would say, he was having such a bad time, but he just bumped it up the wall, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? I'm so glad that you both sort of sworn in this episode because that makes me feel better for my section where I'll be using a swear word. <gasps> I'll, have to, I'll have to um put some sort of warning on this you parental don't know the um, key guidance. Isn't actually, a swear word, don't you? <laughs> well, it is. If, it is in Exeter. Well, um, you know, you support Scunthorpe. I'm not saying anything about words well, anyway. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well. No need to spell that one out, is there? No. <laughs> so yeah, so that's so that's that's it in a nutshell. I'll I'll, st- I'll pause the story there. He's, he's back. But what I was thinking is that um, can anybody think of any kind of real life examples when you had a a big manager, a massive man? It doesn't have to be a player manager, but a manager maybe like left the club, went somewhere else, and then then came back again. Anybody There's quite can? a few. Um, or probably not under the same kind of circumstances. Some of them have come back when they didn't leave under, you know, like like Kenny Dalglish at Liverpool, for example. True. Obviously, he was manager twice, but obviously, when he came back the second time, he wasn't as, as successful. But it wasn't like it was when he left the first time. There was, you know, like a big problem with it, wasn't? Whereas, you know, you've got the other example, which would probably be Harry Redknapp. When he left Southampton, uh, Portsmouth for Southampton, 
you know, that was that didn't go down well. And yet he, he still managed to go back to Portsmouth and, you know, somehow they managed to forgive him. So Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like Keegan's another one, didn't he? He had two spells at Newcastle. I was just thinking again, that. Did he have two? He did, yeah. Yeah. But, but again, close when he left the first time it wasn't again, it it didn't leave under bad terms, did he? He just I think he just the pressure got to him, didn't it, I think. Well, I mean, he tried to escape as quickly as possible on a, on a bike during an episode of Superstars. And my word, he crashed that bike and went flying. Do you remember that? Yeah. I can't, yeah, I can't believe that. Probably the most famous clip on there, isn't it? That one. That was a. I can't, yeah. I can't believe you're peddling that one. But yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, dear. Well, you know, I just thought I'd put my spoke in. <laughs> I mean, if anything, um, Keegan had the bigger problem the second time round, didn't he? Because he had a fallout with owners the second time round. So, yeah, yeah it, think, was... it goes to show the difference from one country to another. Because you get a lot of managers in Italy who can go back to a club two, maybe even three times, and it's not really thought of as a as a big deal, is it? Whereas here, you, you don't tend to see it happen as often, but. It, in Italy, you know, it's like they don't have this this vision that when a manager doesn't particularly do great at one club, it's, it's not like he's not tarnished by it. Another club will snap him up without second thought. Really? Whereas, you know, like how many t- how many clubs have like the likes of Conte and Lippi and people like that, Ranieri, you know what I mean? They, they keep getting job after job after job. Whereas you have a manager that has a couple of dodgy, you know, here, you know, like Lampard, for example, he's, he's good, probably going to struggle to get a big job again now, but that, it doesn't seem to have... Managers in other countries don't seem to be tarred quite the same, I don't think. It might be. It might be. It's, it's always interests me um, how many times you have to have failure before suddenly you won't get another job. But I think it depends on your track record, your overall track record, doesn't it? I mean, the fact that Allardyce going to Leeds was incredible, wasn't it? When you think yes, about it, for four games. I mean, it was like, what is the point yeah. at that that stage? It's like that won't happen again. Now he won't get another job like that again. I mean, I think, what did it cost him? Was it half a million pound he got for four matches or something like that? Crazy. Yeah. But anyway, but yeah, but saying that, um, yeah, it's interesting. How it is in in different countries, but yeah, that so there are a few a few scenarios of 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 managers leaving. But you're right, not in perhaps controversial terms as um as Roy. Um, no. well, it does but, kind of it does make him sound a bit like a hypocrite as well to be fair because wasn't the big problem he had was that he didn't want he didn't like the idea of the chairman throwing money at the problem he felt that as an insult to the like the, the apprentices in that but then how quickly was his head turned when he was told he would have five million pounds to spend at Walford yeah yeah but I, a minute, I, you just you've, you've just took a supposedly you know Stand against money and you know, moral stand ground, and then you know, your head went around that fast, it nearly spun off when when you got told you could have five million to spend at Walford. It's like, well, uh, voice of reason, Simo. I think it was, I mean, I, I probably didn't go into it as much, but there was a couple of weeks where the directors were just after every game, they were really interfering, particularly with the tubby situation. Oh, and they he, he, he was, yeah, so tubby was. You know, unfairly getting the stick f- for um, for you know goals going in and stuff when it wasn't actually Tubby's fault, and 
and when Charlie Carter went back after, or well, he, you know, he was fit, and so everybody expected him to go back in. You know, they were stepping in, and the directors actually approached him after the game and said, "Look, you know, why are you playing Tubby? You have to." And so it was a lot of interference there. So you, you know, it wasn't wasn't um, the money. It was more the fact of too much interference. Right. Um, we have a similar situation in the United story, but obviously we'll maybe touch on that on the next one because that's that special. Yeah, yeah. Um, Do you know what? This is absolutely fascinating. I really, really wish that there was a podcast out there all about, like, British comics and like, you know, Roy the Rovers and the Beano and Dandy and Champ and... Uh... Oh, hello! <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that that must... would be good, wouldn't it? I must tune in. Yeah, I don't know. I'll have to keep an eye out for that. Let's hope they don't ramble on about stuff, though. That'd be awful, yeah, wouldn't not... it? Yeah, not not just like going off on a tangent with stupid jokes and talking rubbish and yeah, yeah, I'd hate that. <coughs> I really would hate that. Toilet, wouldn't it? But yeah, so that's it. So Roy, Roy's back. Roy's back. December '83. Wonderful. Won't be so the last time he leaves, though. season then, more or less. Yeah, but that's what I mean. It's it was. Fa- I mean, it's fascinating going back and realizing that the '82 '83 season never actually. You know, I need to do a bit more reading around it to see, but there's no no mention of league or cups or anything like that. It was just all on this story of mm. of him going to Wolford. Um, in the 84, 83-84, I mean, no spoiler alerts, but yeah, I think it ended up actually winning the FA Cup. Melchester beat Wolford in the final, so it's quite oh, no. it's quite. <laughs> so no spoilers to... then. <laughs> yeah. Well, it would be interesting. There is actually, to, Everybody's read it. To the head so. of the, the writers at the time as to whether what that was, you know, if that was the actual intention, that it was going to be a short-term kind of dramatic exit and come back, or whether they were actually thinking of taking it to Walford and keeping it there, and there was maybe some kind well, of revolt, some kind of you know negative public opinion that made them change their mind. It's interesting because on the um, on the Facebook page. I think the guy's calling him is Russ Port. He's he's commented on some bits and pieces because he put, put a post about player, and I'm sure you'll be the same with when we talk about United and Riverton. Is um is that players that well actually you probably went into more it it probably was covered off in United, but there were players that appeared in the Royal Rovers story for a few weeks and then they just kind of faded away. And yeah, you never heard anything. About was that on the Roy the Rovers Facebook group? Yeah, so so Russ he mentioned that because there's a guy, there's a there's a kid in there, Andy Locke. He he kind of appeared, um, and then he just kind of on the disappears. Facebook page or for Melchester Rovers. Yeah, yeah, on the yeah the, the yeah the Facebook page, and and he actually said because I, I I commented on that because Andy Locke there's so basically in there there's about three or four weeks where Roy is actually he's watching this he's scouting for new players. And there's this, there's this kid, he's West Indian background, and he looks really good, but he's got a bit of an attitude problem. Anyway, Roy tries to hunt him down, trying to find out where he actually lives, that kind of thing. Um, but then that's it. And you don't hear anything else of it. And then when it comes to, Russ actually said, he said that he he'd heard that the writers had to change the story. So this is, you know, they're halfway through a season and they changed the story. So maybe it's that point when they thought actually, Let's do it. That he moves to Wolford, you know. So these these are going back to your point, Simo. These are the kind of things that in editorial meetings they could be having these conversations. They have a plan at the start yeah. of the season, and then it changes halfway through for for whatever reason. Yeah. So it's interesting. It is interesting to think 
what was actually obviously, going on at the time. Because it's following Roy rather than the club itself, it does kind of throw up a bit of a dilemma, doesn't it? Because, you know, if he ever did move, you, you, you would have that definite split on the fan base, wouldn't you? Because, you know, maybe some of the fans would be more interested it's a risk, in isn't it? as opposed to the player. Whereas with United, big, you didn't yeah. really have that because it, was, it wasn't it was really centred around one player. It was the club as, as a whole. Good point. Yeah, there wasn't one standout star, was there? There was like right. five, so six, it, seven. It, it kind yeah. of, the, the story had more places to go because it wasn't so centralised on that one person. Whereas yeah. with Roy, I suppose... I suppose, like any story, you can you can get to the point where it's like you, you start wondering where else do you go with it? What, what, can, what else can you do? Yeah. Apart from let him lose her foot, yeah. okay. lose his wife, or his, yeah. his mates get blown up. Mm. <laughs> oh, sod. Yeah. yeah. He's had a tough life, hasn't he? Yeah, he did. He did. He did. Anyway, so there you go. Him, didn't they? What, what's that? My left foot. <laughs> oh dear. Go <laughs> <laughs> over to you. No, I can't be bothered now. You can't be bothered. <laughs> <laughs> Is it my section now? Yes, it's all your section. Yeah, yeah. That, that was really fascinating. Uh, thanks, Matt, and some good, good uh, discussion points there. A nice one, Simo, and uh, yeah. So my section. Uh, is about the first uh, issue when Hotshot, Gary Lineker's Hotshot, merged into Roy the Rovers. Now, I I was a big Gary Lineker's Hotshot. I'll drop the Gary Lineker in a second. But I was a big Gary Lineker's Hotshot fan and collected all 25 of, of the issues. Um, and, um, yeah, really, really loved it. Oh, this this one was the first merger episode, um, a comic, dated the 4th of February 1989. And um, on the cover was, well, Roy Race shaking hands, Roy Race in his Mel- Melchester strip, with some fans behind Roy holding a sign saying Roy Race, just in case <laughs> we were unsure. And he's shaking hands with uh, Gary Lineker in an England shirt. And behind Gary Lineker, there's a set of fans holding a sign saying... Eating crisps. Oh. <laughs> Gary Lineker, just in case we were unsure. <laughs> but quite a lovely uh, um, cover. And it's not until I've really looked at it again today that, that Gary Lineker's legs are only about one foot two. But, yeah, that's just very interesting. So inside the first... <laughs> Inside the cover, there's just the usual copy that happens when something changes, a message from Roy and a message from Gary Lineker. It was great news. Huh? Great news. Great news. Great, yeah. great news. It's always great news, isn't it? Um, it wasn't Gary Lineker, of course. That would have just been signed off, you know. Uh, yeah. And the question is, was the Hotshot comic to promote the Commodore game or did the Commodore game come out as a spin-off from the comic but I'm sure we've touched upon that in the past so the first story is and remember think about it from this angle you will have hot shot readers that may not have read Roy the Rovers and vice versa so this 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 edition needed to be like an introduction for either fans coming to a, a, a new comic if that makes sense 
So the first story is Magic Man, which I'm going to touch upon in a future episode, which was one of the two stories that came over from Hotshot. And it was about the Brazilian player Mazzino. And uh, yeah, I will touch upon that at great length in the future because that follows through from the Hotshot comic. I know. Can you hear? Can you hear it? Yeah, I can hear it. It's, it's definitely yeah. there. Either that or yeah, I don't know. Or I'm just, or pigeon, or I'm just pigeons, pigeons, pigeons just flown into the room. Yeah. <laughs> Again. Uh, yeah. So uh, then we go on to Roy's fan mail page, sponsored by Wembley Stadium, and that's a kind of like um, replacement, I guess. I don't know when the Roy race talking ended. All oh, right. Okay. But, yeah. It's called uh, Roy's fan mail page. And there's the one before Make Me a Rover, which is uh, win £10, which is a lot of money for a kid, where the kid would send in a picture and they'd be put on the head of a player. I'll do it now. And this, and this one, I'll give him a shout, is uh, Lee Taylor. Lee Taylor. So, yeah, he would have been, he would be about 94 now. So, uh, actually, Another, I, I say that two of the stories came across from Hotshot. Are you enjoying this, lads? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, Keep carry going. on. Uh, but another one sort of did, and it was Gary's Story of a Star. Although I think it might have been just called Story of a Star back in Hotshot, because it was in Gary Lineker's comic, if you follow me. And weirdly, it starts in episode four of that, and it's Peter Beardsley. Uh, so some, go on. I was going to say, didn't David friend of the show skew uh illustrate story of a star yeah. in roy the rovers i don't know if it, i don't know if he did this did he do this can you tell was it, the, uh... so was so was all right so was this in rovers then i thought it came across from hot shot but i might be wrong i need to reread my hot shots i think it, i think it was in the rovers yeah ah, so maybe maybe that's where i'm getting the confusion so it, it, it might have come across it was it was it might, it might have been in rovers but when it merged they mm. just linked Gary's story of a star as the new title. Maybe. Might have been, Maybe. might have been. Yeah, and yeah. this one is about, you know, uh, Peter Beardsley uh, being sold to Vancouver Whitecaps from Carlisle for a quarter of a million pounds. Um, only about four or five frames, but interesting nonetheless. And the last picture is a drawing of uh, uh, Ron Atkinson smiling away because that will be... Uh, where he'll be heading off to soon. But lovely colour, uh, friend of the show, David Skew, nice one, lovely. And then a story I loved, Roy, uh, Rick Stewart in Goalkeeper. And of course, as I said earlier, it's a reintroduction really. So any hotshot readers wouldn't know of this strip. So mm. basically it's just mentioning that Rick Stewart, O'Campton's brilliant youth team goalkeeper. So is this before he went to Timefield then? Oakhampton was before he moved. Which one I is it? I thought it was, was at Timefield already. One was at City, one was at United, weren't they? Oh, I was getting yeah. confused. Which one? Where was his dad? Oh. Was, was his dad at Timefield? United, was it? Yeah, both. One one was at City, one was at United. Yeah, I should. Yeah, that's I should, where, where I'm getting confused. Know. But to confuse yeah. it even more, and I didn't even I didn't even remember this until I was rereading it the other day. He's out on loan to Second Division staple for the United. On a month's loan, basically. Oh, right. Basically, it's uh, like we've said in a previous podcast. <coughs> Excuse me. 
a goalkeeping story is weird because most of the action is going to be against you. So, you know, where are the victories coming from? But yeah, it was basically just lots of shots of Rick Stewart saving lots of shots, basically, and introducing that character to anyone coming across from Hot Shot. And that week's strip ends up with uh, Rick going for a, a high ball and shouting goalkeeper's ball. Right. I don't know if he spoke like that. Goalkeeper's ball. Yeah. And then at the bottom, it says you, next. Wasn't he Scottish? Would you go good goalkeeper's ball? Would it be like something like that? Well, that that's just sounded like someone like a Geordie, to be honest. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. sorry. Good you're, you're the accents. Oh, sorry. Yeah. All right. Hang on. <laughs> I said goalkeeper's ball. Very good. Yeah. Yeah, very, very good. Ah, dear me. And yeah, and then it ends with next week, Stratcher. Ooh. Stratcher. Then we've got that Stratcher. Then we've got Go for Goal. Go for Goal with Gary Lineker. He keeps on being brought up, doesn't he? Just one of those, you know, question things and then your final score and, you know, asking questions. Uh, blah blah blah. Uh, moving over, predictor score. We love predictor score on this podcast, don't we? We, do. we should bring we should bring that back next season. Uh, and um, then we're on to the main Roy the Rover strip in colour. Can we have a fanfare, please? Right. Okay. So again, <laughs> again, this is like anyone coming from Hot Shot needs to know some of the players' names. So um, this this particular game is uh, FA Cup fourth round game at Banner Lane. Oh, okay. Uh, against third division Parton Town. Uh, did I say the FA Cup fourth round? I did. Yeah, you did, you did, you did. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and the first few pictures are mentioning uh, uh, Blackie Grey coming back in because uh, Duncan Mackay has been transfer listed and then right. okay. and then um, who else have we got uh, Cracker Mark Cracker Gray back after oh, yeah. in. and Terry Spring keeps his place after scoring a goal that beat Selbridge in the third round then they mention and show Ollie Olsen is that off a rebound? I can't remember what? was that off remember. a rebound? what? Terry Spring scoring a goal. Oh, dear. Oh, do you know what? I think I'll quit. <laughs> you can't yeah, quit. Can we have Emma Ryan? No, it bounced in front of him. Uh, then we see Ollie Olsen, which is interesting. <laughs> oh, now you laugh. <laughs> we see Ollie Olsen. <laughs> Going to carry on now? Yes. We see Ollie Olsen, which is interestingly spelled O-L-L-I-E which most of the time, correct me if I'm wrong, spelt O-double-L-O-double-L-Y. Then uh, turning the is. page... Huh? Because it is. What, spelt double O-L? Oh, well, you said O-double-L-Y, because it is. Oh, dear. Listen, we want to finish the podcast before midnight. <laughs> You're not bored, are you? Keep going, go. Stop showing the dog! <laughs> At least the dog's interested. Yeah. 
so uh, the next in the centre spread, uh, you've got Roy, who's broken his arm uh, after an incident at a television recording with his son. So he's got his arm in a sling. And we see the, the player manager and captain. That's a bit greedy, isn't it? Player manager and captain of um, Carlton Town, Bruce Pancho Bruce. Miller. Ah, right, OK. Yes. He would end up going on to play for Manchester, which is a bit of a... Think about it. You're player, man, player manager and captain of a team, but then you go to a team, albeit top division, just to be a player. That's interesting. And uh, mentioning swearing, it says here, he's pointing a finger at Racy in his sling, and it says, trust you, Race, the first footy manager in history to be signed line by a tackle from his own son. What a wally. Now, I don't think he said what a wally. I can exactly. imagine. Maybe it was lost in translation. Yeah. Uh, what a dickhead. Yeah, that sounds that sounds a bit more like it. It does, you know. yeah. Indeed. Um, Where was he from? Was he Spanish? Uh, I, well, Pancho. I would, I would guess so. All right. So it might have been Filo de Punta then. Mexican? Mex he's got a Mexican, huh? Pancho. Yeah. Well, still speak Spanish, don't they? So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Uh, and then we uh, move on from the argument between the two of them. And it's got the younger, because most of the team are a little bit younger. Um, it's got the team riled up and we see pictures of... Um, um, Oh, I've forgotten his name now. What's he called? Um, Terry. I'd already mentioned him. Terry Spring uh, and uh, taking a shot on goal, but it's it's saved. Um, Springo's going forward, and Racy and Merv on the bench are worried. Um, uh, Bruno Johnson's gone a bit too far forward, mm -hmm. uh, and they're leaving gaps at the back. So the in inevitable is going to happen when they had the ball, it's caught by the keeper who immediately kicks it out up up to Miller in the other half and before it even lands, he volley, volleys it right into the net, you know, with someone at the back of the wow. stand shouting, watch it Andy! Because <laughs> it's Streaky Styles in there. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, Streaky Styles who is just like wrong-footed. The goal goes in and, and it finishes with uh, Pancho looking really angry going I'll break your... What does it say? <laughs> I'll break your flaming arts. Never mind. Racy's arm. Wow. Well, it's a bit of a violent way episode, this one, isn't it? I wish you'd yeah. you know, prepare me for this goal. I was, it's yeah. interesting, though, isn't it? You know, the, the introduction to... Roy would and... sign him, doesn't it, really, if he's got that much of an attitude? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm sure that the listeners will give us some feedback on Pancho Miller, but I guess he's a good player, you know? Sounds like a well, bit of a super brat job. I was going to say, there's there's a history there of um, having these kind of rough diamonds that come in, cause a bit of aggro amongst yeah, the rest of the team. And then suddenly, yeah, yeah. Duncan Mackay was a bit like that, I think, when he first joined. Yeah, so, yeah. Wasn't he in Porridge? <laughs> That's oh, his no, brother, no. Fulton. Fulton. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fulton, hang on. Fulton, was that... What, uh... 
Yeah, well, that was his, that was his real name, wasn't it, Fulton Mackay? Yeah, it was. It was. Can you do an impression? Come on. Yeah. Fletcher. What? Fletcher. Hang on. <laughs> Sean Fletcher. <laughs> What's I've that? Never, I've never done that. Sean Fletcher, you want to tell me where you buried the soil? Have you got a cold? Do you to, can, you, can you take a first-class ticket to Nottingham, please, as well? That would be. He some tunes. What am I? A, am I a performing monkey now? Yeah. Well, yeah. That's the first time I've done that impression. I'm not going to do it again because I'll probably do it rubbish. So uh, I'm going to take a break now on this one, just so I can have a bit of a drink. There is more to say and some more interesting bits and pieces. Okay. But if it's okay with Matt, yes, we'll continue with what he's got to say next. Uh, Simo, you you enjoying this? It's good. I'm learning new stuff all the time. I'm going to have to get hold of one of you two to um, send me down some issues and that for me to really get into it. It's starting to oh, uh... Fletcher. Sure, <laughs> I'll be watching you. Go, it sounds go. like you things see... livened up a bit in the '80s, whereas I've, I've read a fair bit of the like the, the '70s stuff, and it was a bit kind of same old story every week but yeah the 80s sounds like it's got a bit more bit more going for it it was yeah, yeah it's acceptable in the 80s but it yeah was acceptable in the 80s yeah that's it you set him up matt he'll knock him out the park. i know i know <laughs> you don't even need to set him up do you okay go shall I, shall I shall i do a quick review then of the um this new 80s book <laughs> If you don't mind, I've got a bit of yeah. a poor throat, so I'm just going to rest it briefly. But just okay. to do a disclaimer, if you don't mind, or in fact, I'll do it. Um, uh, anyone that hasn't bought this particular publication yet, uh, well, scoot forward 10 minutes if you don't want spoilers. I don't think it's going to be spoiler heavy, is it? Well, it's not really. I mean, I think most of the people that listen to this have actually read read it anyway and this is just a reminder a nostalgia trip back to that time isn't it really yeah and but there, gonna... might, there might be new fans that haven't that's what i mean are you kidding me have you seen have you seen the age demographic of the people that to this podcast? <laughs> but it might there might there might i won't go into too much detail girl you're right you're absolutely right so anyway i've got this so this came out it's published this week um by our friends at rebellion um Twenty-one ninety-nine. I think I, I think I got for seventeen quid off of Amazon, um, and it's called "The Best of the Nineteen Eighties, Volume Two, Dream Team," and it's got the cover is you've got Roy on the cover with the classic eighties kit. This is post Gola, Gola mm-hmm. only really sponsored them for about one season, I think. Um, and he's nodding Didn't the they ball go down. Spell where they had no sponsors then, or, or was that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not to, you know, like upset somebody. You like, they didn't really have proper sponsors until, um, until really like the late 80s, I think, when the likes of Sega and yeah, such forth came in. So, I mean, the first one was Gola in the Gola thing was only a short, short lived one, yeah, short lived one, yeah, yeah. Um, so by this time, and this this book covers the well, weirdly, it, it covers the 1984 annual. Which is a bit strange, um, but it, it actually covers the 1985-86 season. And the say on the cover, Roy's nodding the ball down to that famous um, footballer in the 80s, Martin Kemp. 
who you may have seen ah, in yeah. the craze EastEnders and whose son is a, a DJ now and uh, presents on the one show. So, um, yeah, so, yeah, so, so basically, who? No, 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 that was, uh, that, that was um, Quadrophenia. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, okay. And, um, yeah, so basically the, the book is, it talks about the famous season, and this is quite a famous season, very controversial season, um, is the one where they bring in Emlyn Hughes. I'm not going to go for the story, but Emlyn Hughes, Bob Wilson, and then they bring in Martin Kemp and Steve Norman from Spandau Ballet. So it's it's just really the story of that season. Um, and actually was on the back... the end of this season with the, the Buzz Run disaster happened as well? Yes, it is. Was that it, at the end it, of this season? It's, yeah, it's, it's, that's in the... So they were really pushing the, 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 the boat out, weren't they, in 85, 86? Yeah, there were. There was. Yeah, Bazran was in July, so it was after after the end of this season. So Emily and um, Bob had left, and the Spandau Boys. Yeah. But you see on the back on the back have called it the Gold Generation. Oh Gold. dear me! Oh dear. Yeah. Well, I thought you I thought you'd appreciate that goal. I'll tell you what. Uh, like we've said in many a podcast in the past, I bet whoever thought up that was like thinking, "Blimey, I don't need this pressure on." <laughs> But um, I mean, yeah. So that's it, really. I was just going to mention it. I mean, it's 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 good to have it. I bought it. I mean, it's not it's not my favourite storyline of all time. It's nice having it in book form, so you don't have to flick through comics to to actually read it. Um, and it's it's nice to get something new, Roy the Rovers, I guess, being published. So that's 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 a positive. It might be interesting. You mentioned that we'll we're likely to have David, friend of the show, skew on. In, in a future episode, maybe he might have some info, inside information with us. Any more of those due out? Because um, obviously, there's loads more in the 80s um, to talk about. Um, but yeah, so that's that's the new book that's out. So if you want it, buy it. If you don't, so don't. That one would, would is that one would his artwork then that's in that one? Or? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, it is. I think I think this is this is this is around about the time he, he stopped. I think he stopped in 86. Um, yeah. So when you're looking at something, can can you spot his artwork straight away? Is it is it that obvious his style as as opposed to somebody else? I think so. I yeah, I think so. I mean, it, it does change over time. I mean, when you look when he took over from Yvonne Hutton in like '75, you know, he, very, he kind of mirrored what she was doing, and like I think it was posted on the Facebook page recently about the fact that you know he basically used his 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 hairstyle in the '70s. But if you look at Roy in, in the eighties, he's very different then. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can tell it's his style. Um, until um, yeah, until, who, until he left. Who, whose style? Da- sorry, David, friend of the sh- friend of the show. Skew Skew style. Skew style. No, 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 no. Just his name, please. Uh, whose style? David Skew, friend of the show. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. That's it. So that's it. There you go. Go. Did you want to? Did you want to carry on with your hot shot? Um, indeed. Yes. Uh, I won't go on too long because I'm aware that we're we've been talking for about three weeks. But uh, the next up was Mighty Mouse and uh, Hamish and Mouse. Now, forgive me. This is showing my age, but so much going on in the artwork and quite small text that I can't even read it properly. <laughs> 
So I'm going to skip, skip past that. Uh, but uh, very popular, of course, Hamish and Mouse. And um, yeah, we'll revisit that at some point in the future if I can get some strong binoculars or something like that. <laughs> Next up, Billy's Boots. Oh, uh, yeah. Just briefly on that, it's, Billy is playing for the Mansfield School's second team, uh, which is an interesting real, uh, real sort of club name, but Mansfield School's second team. And so they're in a quarterfinal game and they end up winning going through to the semi-final. But it just made me laugh that the goalkeeper for Billy's Boots team was wearing wears glasses, which you would have thought, well, I mean, I suppose I suppose it's a school's team, you know, but and that would just, just makes me laugh. But I always thought it's a bit of a cheat, really, isn't it? Having Deadshot Keen's boots that were making him better than everyone else, really. But yeah. But it's a very much loved storyline, isn't it? And it yeah, it is. It's, yeah, yeah. Classic. Yeah, it makes you wonder if, if that story was done now, whether people would object, object to it because it's it's almost like a performance-enhancing kind yeah. of situation. I actually thought that when I was rereading earlier on today and I thought, yeah, it, it, it would be. He would be, you know, if it was an adult and it was second division and that got found out, I, okay, we're... we're <laughs> We're going a bit left field here. That he had magic, <laughs> magic shoes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah just, I, just the general gist of it was, that he's, yeah. he's gaining an unfair advantage. You know. Yeah. In, in, those, a... in those days, it's romanticised, isn't it? But I'm guessing if it happened now with the woke brigade, you'd have people protesting left, right, and centre about it, calling him a cheat and whatever else. Can, cancel yeah. Billy Dane. Well, I mean, first. you know, it's true. And there's a there's a, a scene near the end where a shot's been saved, and you know, you hear Billy's thoughts, and he's saying, "Oh, I, I'm going to have to chase this down because I I need to slide in to, to you know knock in the rebound because uh, the boots are making me do it." I mean, obviously, you know, they're, they're introducing some hot shot readers to what these boots is about, but mm. yeah, cheater, cheat, cheat. Oh, leave him alone. Oh. All right, then. And his old grandma as well. Bless her. She's always giving out to Jumble Sound, won't she? Well, grandma boots. You reckon if they turned Billy's boots into a film that have these boots are made for walking as as the theme tune? Uh Well, they did make it into a film. Did they? Yeah. Oh, right. There you go. Did you not know that? I didn't know. No. uh, Go on. I've heard of a film, but go on, you tell me the film you've heard. There's only one Jimmy Grimble. No, no, I, I heard the one, there's a wartime one when he was playing in the submarine. It's called Das Billy Boots. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen that one? <laughs> Maybe oh, it's just me. That's, oh, that's yeah. that, that deserves to go in a commando uh, uh, one, you know. You know. <laughs> that one really went down well. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear! What a joke! Thank you very much. That was brilliant. I'm here all night. I am here all night. <laughs> right. So going back to the film that was made, yeah, there was only one Jimmy Grimble. So is that what it was based on? Yeah. I never knew that. Oh, yeah. Have to watch that then. I think it's Robert Carlyle, but I might be wrong. I might be wrong. So uh, coming towards the end, just two more stories. Um, first of all, terrible twins. Uh, which featured um, terrible twins, the terrible twins, yeah, and the, the usual. Tim Carter. 
Pardon? Was it a two-parter? Oh, you'll be a two-parter in a minute if you don't shut up. <laughs> it featured Guy Green and Gary Green. The whole Roy of the Rovers, you know, Roy Race, Rob Richards, Gary Gunn and all of that. Right, OK, yeah, yeah. yeah. Playing first division football for Rockhampton Rangers. And they've got a new manager. And it's Victor Boscovich. Oh. So this is after yes, the hard man. Bit. And I think after, well, it was after Dexter's Dozen, where, am I right in thinking that he turned up in that later on? Even though yeah. it only ran a year. I remember enjoying the, tw- the terrible twins, but of course, again, and I know I'm repeating myself, you've got to, you've got to like class it as episode one for people that are coming across from Hotshot that haven't read Roy the Rovers. Mm. And yeah, so it was a little bit slapstick and he ends up, Boscovic or Boscovich or however you say it, ends up with his head in a paint tin covered in paint and two black eyes and it's a bit slapstick. Um, yeah, we'll just gloss over that. Oh, very good. Very good. Oh, dear. <laughs> Do you know where he was born? Yeah. Oh, go on. Do you know where he was born? Go on, yeah. then. Painton. Oh, very good. It's always Devon. <laughs> always Devon. I'll believe it. Shepherd Brush. God. Uh, yeah, whatever. Finally, and uh, this was uh, one of my favourite stories from Hot Shot as well. Andy Steele, playmaker. Oh, okay, yeah. I came across, yeah, play a fifteen-year-old boy playing for Millside City. Um, and in this particular episode, um, the manager has told um, Andy and also another player, Neville Hawk, that they'll be playing in their first derby against Millside County. Um, and the rest of this particular strip is just based around um, Neville, who is obviously a bit of a shit stirrer, uh, taking uh, Andy off to buy lots of stuff and, you know, spend your money, lad, while you're young and all that lot, and being a bad influence on him. Ooh, the one thing I will say is yeah. I can't remember, excuse me, <coughs> I can't remember all 25 of the uh, Playmaker strips were colour in Hotshot. I'm sure they were. But this one, this first one, is not colour, black and white. And it's lacking something for me. No disrespect to the artist. But there's a lot of background clear, nothing in the background. And it lost mm. something for me. The, 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 the colour of it made it so vibrant. But that was Andy mm. Steele Playmaker. Uh, and finally, on the back page, which is something that uh, Hotshot did brilliantly, is artwork of a player. And this particular one was Jim Layton of Manchester United and Scotland. And yeah, that's the first issue of Roy the Rovers merging with what was Gary Lineker's Hotshot and now Hotshot. And there you go. But I will, I will look at Magic Man in detail uh, at some point in the future and also... We'll do it. We'll do some uh, good research on Hamish and Mouse's history. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I we can go into more detail blast. there, can't we? Yeah, that's really interesting. Thanks, Carl. So, with this, with it being the first one, did they drop a lot of exposition as in what had happened before, or did they kind of spread it out over the the whole run? 
you mean from being some of the stories being new to the you know people that might have followed Hotshot or people that followed Rovers, you know, trying to get them up to speed with what's gone on in the other one. Um, so from the point of view of a Hotshot reader coming across to Roy the Rovers, yeah, mean, yeah, uh, like how how much of the backstory did they try and cram in in the first episode, or was it something I, that was like drip fed? I mean, like I said, I think it was a case of goalkeeper and um, Roy the Rovers and and the terrible twins. It was all in, like introducing people, you know, introducing these players. Ollie Olsen, oh, uh, Mark Cracker Gray, oh, uh, you know, Wes Harper, people like that. Um, the same with terrible twins starting basically, ah, we've got a new manager. Ah, it's Victor Boscovich. So I think it's just they, you know, hit the ground running and this is a new story for those people coming across. You didn't need to know anything in the past, really. Right. So they, they didn't name drop stuff from the past or anything like that. When, so when Boscovich came in, they didn't say, oh, ex-manager of Danefield, blah, blah, blah. And they didn't, they didn't uh, try and connect all the dots. They just kind of just let, they just ran with it. Well, I mean... I'm going to re-look at that page, but I was going to say, from uh, I couldn't tell you from issue two, so to speak, uh, for going forward, whether they did or not, but I'm just going back into what the prose says at the start. Um, no, it doesn't mention that at all. So basically, it's uh, it's new for any hotshot fan coming across, and a bit of a bit of a like nod, really, to the old Roy the Rovers fan that are. Oh, Boscovich again. Well, I think I think it's it's interesting because a lot there will be obviously there would have been some some people would have read both, wouldn't they? Yeah, yeah. Um, but then also the fact that there's always there's always news stories coming in anyway. We, we would have been used to at that age of news stories coming in anyway, and you get very little. Don't you? All you get is that blurb in the first frame, don't you? And a little bit of in the box there of a bit of background, yeah. and so I think we. I don't think they needed to explain too much is, no. is what I'm kind of saying. But they, but you're right, God, they probably would have just explained a couple of bits of unnamed people, whereas previously fully named people, whereas they probably didn't wouldn't have done normally. But it's, no. I mean, because if, be... you're, if you're going to try, sorry to interrupt, if you're going to try no, and like, like mention the history of Victor in Terrible Twins, that would be yeah. because you're talking, you know, in the 70s, uh, being a manager in Hungary, you know, so on and so forth, and yeah, and then then Danefield and um, Real Grandpala, that's where yeah. he came, he was in Spain, and, 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 and then um, Decker's dozen. What was the team mm. called? Completely forgot Burnside, I think that's it. Burnside Athletic, it's always weird, isn't it? You know, no one came in for Dexter, so we ended up at a, a low fourth division side, and then after a year, he signs yeah, for. Yeah. Yes, it's a weird path to take, isn't it? It is, Very yeah. Weird. I mean, there's no way that no one would have come in for Dexter. No, exactly. England International, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, it's, it's just funny funny what happens, isn't it? But yeah, it's, it's like you're saying that before, Simo, really, when we're talking about um, storylines and editorial decisions, and it'd be fascinating to know what, you know, the minutes of those meetings or what people were said about, or what stories do we keep in? What stories do we get rid of? That kind of thing. You know, because it's just playing with our minds at the time. Just absolutely playing with our minds. <laughs> That's a damn good question. 
there seem to be a lot of short, you know, stories that don't run for very long and they're constantly changing them. Whereas mm. with Champ, some of the stories were in there right from the start all the way through. Yeah. I think they did have one story that kind of disappeared for a while and then came back, but it wasn't this constant turnover of stories yeah. where with Rovers, it seems to be, you know, every year there's there's a handful of different stories appearing. I think Barry, it sounds like Barry, or it feels like when you hear him talk, he was almost like throwing a load of stuff out of the wall and hoping that some of it sticks. That's yeah. what it felt like. You know, when you look back at it, and I know I've said this before, you know, the fact that Champ, you had six pages or six or seven pages to go really in depth into a story. Mm. I think in retrospective, Roy the Rovers had done that in maybe two or three stories, definitely obviously Roy, maybe like Hardman and maybe one other, uh, maybe Mark's yeah. Brothers. I think that would have maybe kept the readership going for a bit longer, maybe. Yeah, don't know. Who, know, who knows? Put so many in there, would they? Because no. the main stories would have taken up much more. Exactly. <laughs> An interesting, <clears throat> excuse me, an interesting question to set to set the listeners. Now we know you're good at answering these things, so I do not have the previous issue of Roy the Rovers with me. Um, so, listeners, can you fill the gaps? What were the stories in the episode in the strip before uh, the what what date was it? The fourth of February. Fourth of February. Uh, 1989. Um, what were the strips that were dropped? What, what ended that week before? Good question. Yeah, good question. Even though you say so yourself, yeah, good question. Thank you very so much. It, when they merged, was it same kind of size, or was it was it a, did the issue become bigger because it was a A3? Uh, it was huge, absolutely huge. Yes, like, like that. It was like that. No, I'm joking. <laughs> no, seriously though, the hot shots were were you know bigger as a, you know they in were bigger, form, weren't they? They were bigger, um, and you know looking at this issue, it feels like the same size, which would have been bigger than previous issues. Um, definitely bigger than the paper years, um, although that was quite wide as well. But um, yeah. Very interesting that, but the hot shot was beautiful and big. Good stuff, Goal. Well, thank you for that. And yeah, we'll, we'll put that question out to people as well. So, what I'll stories did they? Yeah, what stories were dropped from the previous you, um, comic? Yeah, I'll let you do the rest of the show now because uh, uh, my uh, tickly throat. Okay, if well, don't, if you don't mind, I think that's the show done now, isn't it? Really. So, it's, oh, thank goodbye. you for that. <laughs> <laughs> So before before we start kind of wrapping up, um, and obviously, so, so look ahead to episode fifty four, which we mentioned earlier. Um, we'll give out the addresses, shall we? So I'll give out the, the Twitter address. So if you wanted to find find us on Twitter, uh, we are at champ underscore r. That's at champ underscore r a r e. Um, so please find us there and ask any questions around the episode. And on the We Are United site. Goal, can you do that before your voice totally disappears? Or, I was very drunk. That was the fast show. Rowdy Birkin. Yeah, very good. Go on. In the shower. So, uh... <laughs> Snake. Um, 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> at com. Excellent. Thank you very much. Okay, well, so that, we've done the addresses. So it's now time for goodbyes. So, voice of reason, there with his uh, companion. Uh, <laughs> oh, she's just deserted you now. She's gone. The, the oh, really? Wonder. Oh, what's what? Yeah. Oh. What's what? What's the name? Oh. No, no, no. <laughs> no hang on. It sounds, Could you say... What's the name? <laughs> Bella. It sounds really dodgy. Bella. So Bella. Did you say she's gone? Yeah, she's gone. Sorry. Did you say she's yeah, gone? She's... Yeah, she's oh. left me. She's rest. Rest in peace, she's... Bella. <laughs> uh, uh, that's been a long show I don't blame her she's laid out in the hallway trying to keep cool bless her yeah it's been so long that the she was dogs... a puppy when she was a puppy when we started yeah <laughs> okay oh, don't so... make me laugh it hurts my throat thanks Simo and go what goodbye from you please <laughs> well goodbye from me please yeah thanks for listening everyone uh and uh, even was... then he has to get a Ronnie Corbett bit in, doesn't he? Goodbye from me, and it's goodbye from him. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realise that. Yeah. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> thank you very much. Uh, what was I saying? Yeah. So that was that was the Roy of the Rovers special, and next week uh, it will be a We Are United, very very special. Looking forward to that. And Winners will be back as well. Yeah. Oh yeah. We will do. And it's a it's a and it's a goodbye from me as well. Oh yeah. Uh, goodbye from Matt too. <laughs> okay. Good night. Good night, Ron. <laughs>